I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Katie. And you're listening to Truly Random Thoughts. Emily, what are we doing this week? So this is the grand finale. We have been spending the past four to five weeks talking through our March Madness Nicolas Cage bracket, our cage match. And we are down to the final two movies. It's the big dance. We started with 16 and now we're here. We whittled our way down. We started, of course, with the criteria for the first round. Um, How important is Nick Cage to this movie? We then moved on in the in the eight round to how important is this movie to Nick Cage. And then last week we finally got to talk about how important the movies were to us. And now we're down to the final two. Katie, do you want to reveal the big secret that we've been keeping about the criteria for this last round? Okay. The first criteria is rewatchability. The second one is how important do we think this movie is to Nick Cage's legacy? And number three, if you've seen Community, Abed goes on a journey (laughs) (laughs) to figure out if Nick Cage is good or bad. And so our last piece of criteria is do we think this movie helps solve that question? It's so good. In that episode, which I recently rewatched, it's from season five of Community, uh, the professor of this class on Nick Cage is like, your assignment is to go home and watch five Nicolas Cage movies before our next meeting. And he's like, don't do a marathon, like spread it out. <laughs> like, he's like, Abed, don't do it, man, basically. <laughs> but uh, Abed does do it. And I kind of feel like that's what happened to us too. We crammed our heads full of Nick Cage. <laughs> I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a binder, but we basically have a mental binder. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, weirdly enough, and in something that no one saw coming, we ended up with two of Nicolas Cage's more recent hits from 2021. We have Willy's Wonderland on the one hand, and we have Pig on the other. Two very, very different movies, but from the same period in his career, which I think is a an interesting outcome. Yeah, I would not have guessed that Willy's Wonderland would have made it to the final <laughs> round. It beat out City of Angels, which was a crushing disappointment. <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay. You can't win them all. Okay, so I was just going to say the lucky thing is that we didn't have to rewatch the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And now we have to talk about rewatching it. (laughs) Well, now we have to talk about rewatchability. So I guess. So the way that this works, right, is that like because there's three criteria, there's kind of like a we're going to tally up which one wins and there's like an odd number. So there'll be a tiebreaker if that's necessary, right? That is the plan. And we had to cap it at a certain amount or we would be here for <laughs> the entire rest of our lives. <laughs> and I think that as much as we've enjoyed this journey, it is time to be done with Mr. Cage. <laughs> I asked Emily if she <laughs> wanted to push up our record day <laughs> so we could be done sooner. <laughs> okay, so criteria number one, rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Which one to you feels more rewatchable? 
this is slightly challenging for me because my instinct says pig. And I think that's my final answer. But I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed rewatching Willie's Wonderland. I had seen it before and I watched it again in preparation for the podcast. And I enjoyed it more the second time watching it than I did the first time. So I don't know what that says. I don't know if that was like a, I knew what I was looking for this time because I knew things Mm -hmm. like he never talks. I kind of knew the basic outline. And so like I could watch it more closely. And like, maybe that was, maybe that's like a second rewatching is better, but maybe not the third. (laughs) You're not going to watch this movie 15 times. (laughs) I feel like I don't in my heart feel excited to watch it a third time, but that's also not a great, measurement because I don't feel excited to watch any of these movies again in the near future. <laughs> I feel like I could rewatch Pig again. Yeah. Not soon. <laughs> like <laughs> give me maybe a month. So this is the first time that I had seen Pig, but I mean I really liked it and I feel like while kind of dark I don't I feel like watching. Yeah, like Willy's Wonderland spoiler but everyone pretty much dies (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I feel like Willy's Wonderland I had seen half of it before so I was rewatching half of it and I do see where it's more enjoyable the second time around I think because you know everyone dies (laughs) it kind of cuts some of the horror I feel like you know the tone like the first time you don't know really what to expect from the tone of it Mm-hmm. And so you know it's kind of supposed to be cheesy. And so you, you kind of relax a little bit the second time watching it. But mm-hmm. I also feel like it's not like the first time there's that tension of like anytime anyone walks into a room, you're like, they're going to die, right? Like, and then the second time you're like, <laughs> yes, they in fact are about to die. <laughs> no, I think I agree. I think that pig, like if I were... If those were the only two movies left in the whole world. Oh, God I had to <laughs> a horrifying outcome of events. But if it were true and I had to pop on a movie for a rainy afternoon or something, I would instinctively go to Pig instead of to Lily's Wonderland. I feel like Pig on a rainy afternoon sounds absolutely delightful. <laughs> I don't know when our next rainy afternoon, probably tomorrow, is going to be. I like... Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I feel like I could maybe do Willy's Wonderland like Halloween's, but yep. I'm not gonna like pop it on just like some random Sunday. Totally. I think like I own Pig for rewatching purposes. I do not own Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I think yeah, one point to Pig. Okay. Shocker. Well, I know. I feel like we need to instead of Nick Cage doing, would be proud. <laughs> well, the next one is like Nick Cage's legacy, and we know he wants this to be his legacy because when he was doing press for um, the unbearable weight of massive talent, anytime anyone asked him what his favorite movie that he had done was, it was Pig. Like his whole press junket was just promoting Pig. <laughs> he wants but... people to remember that he did Pig. <laughs> The problem is he does not have control over his own legacy. Mm -hmm. So this one I think is really hard because we kind of have to look down the road of his career. Like it does this mark a change in the way we look at Nick Cage or 
are we thinking like Willy's Wonderland really kind of fits into the Cage legacy, and that's probably the direction that his career is going to keep going. See Renfield. (laughs) (laughs) I also feel like it's probably like he didn't win an award or he didn't win an Oscar for Pig, so it's not part of his legacy in that way. And I feel like Willy's Wonderland has where he doesn't speak in it. And it's memorable in that way because there's not that many movies where the main character doesn't say anything. It already has kind of more of a cult following than Pig does. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at the Reddit conversations about it, people love talking about like, what in the world is the punch? And like, (laughs) why doesn't he talk? And so I can see that kind of becoming part of, of his corpus more firmly than I mean, we might be wrong. We might revisit this conversation in the future and say, no, no, this is when the real Nick Cage finally came out. But <laughs> I feel like Nick Cage is like two sides of the same coin. Like he is a <laughs> coin. And what's interesting is that I feel like both of these movies illustrate like the like either side of the coin really well. Because I feel like he wants to be the man that does like pig and does those like really serious like deep movies but also i think he just has like that like vampires kiss like where he just does wacky shit and he loves it like that yeah he that's what he wants to be doing with his career or at least for the past like 20 to 30 years that appears to be the trend (laughs) yeah it's just i can't really think of anyone else which i maybe if i noodled on it a bit longer that their career feels like so split where yeah. like he can do the really serious things. It's our next, that's the that's our next criteria. The, right. <laughs> Is Nick Cage good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> so the I, professor says that there is no answer to that question and people have broken themselves trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that, he can be good, but he just chooses not to be sometimes. I mean, I'm sure it's probably fun, too, to just go, like, fuck around in, like on a movie. Or, like, <laughs> people think you're going to do one thing, and you completely go the opposite direction, like, constantly. It's called range. <laughs> could his bad movies actually be good? If you were, like, looking at them high from enough? the standpoint of... If you were high <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a ton about like surrealist art. Maybe, maybe he's doing something important that like generations from now will look back and. <laughs> I have one thing to refute that statement with: Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you true. You true. <laughs> I mean, there's movies that are bad like face off that are so good like they're like wacky off the wall in a good way and then there's bangkok dangerous which is just horrendously (laughs) rough to like wade through like it was the shortest movie we watched but it was spiritually the longest (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly where i was going (laughs) i feel like it was so rough and i don't think anyone's watching that like, oh my god, it's so bad, it's good. Like, You're right. Yeah. 
But I, I, I feel like it's also one of those, like, did he take that movie because he needed some compensation? <laughs> or, or did he owe someone a favor? Like, maybe, maybe we just take some of these out. Who? I mean, you, you can't bat a thousand. He has almost made a thousand, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. Wait, so is our Nick Cage's legacy. Which one do you think? I think we have to give that point to Willy's Wonderland. I think so, too. Which makes this a more interesting podcast, because now they're tied. I know. And also, I was going to skip the legacy and go to is Nick Cage good or bad clarification, because I thought Pig was going to take the legacy and run away with it. (laughs) It did not. Okay, so what are your thoughts, Nick Cage, good or bad? So the criteria is it helps us answer this question. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. (laughs) This is super complicated because (laughs) what if one tells us he's bad and the other one tells us he's good? (laughs) But it still tells us. But it's which one tells us more. Yeah. All right. Okay. So... He really wants it to be big, and he really wants that to be the sign that he is good, that he is still of Oscar-winning quality. Mm-hmm. It did not win an Oscar. Uh, it should have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that his performance was Oscar-worthy in itself. But I feel like, it was it nominated? No, oh, it didn't see, even come it was, anywhere close. Um, <laughs> let's see what movies. I remember that year. That was the year of like Nightmare Alley. That was the year Power of the Dog one, I think. But, you know, he does give a rather compelling silent performance in Willy's Wonderland as well. And the bad of it is actually kind of good. You know, like he's doing a thing in Willy's Wonderland. And you can tell it's a thing. But does that mean that he is good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that means that he's good. If he is on purpose, like, doing a thing self-consciously. Like, to me, maybe I'm reading Willy's Wonderland totally wrong. But to me, it Willy's Wonderland is a little bit like the unbearable weight of massive talent. And that he's like, I've accepted my legacy and who the audience expects me to be. And I'm going to deliver that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So with Pig, I think that movie could have been really bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you take Vampires Kiss Nick Cage and put it in Pig, it is unhinged John Cage. (laughs) Or sorry, it is is unhinged John Wick. Like he is trying to find his pig and like carnage <laughs> ensues. Like it's just like but I feel like he in that movie is able to give a performance that is almost reined in in a way that he normally doesn't okay, normally he is like on a scale from one to ten, like a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> like and with pig, it was like 
it needed a seven, it got a seven. I there are there is a wide range before like kinds of performance that he has to give in that movie. Like mm-hmm. the moments where he's listening to his wife on tape are really touching, and like he does the the basement fight, the like fight club, fight club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his flight fight club moment happens, and like that's a whole different thing. And like the way when that he, he finds out his pig dies. Yeah, like, that that's powerful too. Way oversold that, and I feel like it felt believable. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I think you're right. I think that he he really does bring it to that performance, and he that's... wants everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Coppola, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think the hard part about this question is that. In Pig, I think Pig is a really good example that he is good. but While also for... being bad. Like, that's, what am I trying to say? Because <laughs> it's a good performance, but he's still Nick Cage. Like, there's still something. It's not like, oh, who am I? What, uh, there will be blood. Who is the... Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, it's not like a Daniel Day-Lewis performance, right? It's still very <laughs> much, like on-brand Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. There's, like, that something where he's, like, just that little, like, weird. Like, he, there's a reason that he's a crazy guy living in the woods, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's also, like, the moments of comedic relief are very, like, Nick cage moments. Like, yeah. when he goes into the, like, rant about how the, like, earthquake is going to take out the Pacific Northwest and then just, like, <laughs> ends it with, like, fuck Seattle. <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, it is, it's definitely got those quirky Nick Cage moments as well. Yeah, it's not like yeah. he went full, I feel like leaving Las Vegas, we had this conversation before, <laughs> but, like, his most cagey moment was at the very beginning when he's in a liquor store yeah the the rest is like it's more subdued than face off or anything else that he's kind of in what makes willie's wonderland hard to judge with this criteria is that i feel like this is like one is it a bad movie or a good movie Mm -hmm. i feel like we need that baseline what do you think? <laughs> that is, that's part of the problem. <laughs> because I feel like it's both, right? Like, it is much more for entertainment than Pig. I yep. feel like Pig wants totally. you to feel things and Willy's Wonderland wants you to be entertained for an hour and 35 minutes. And so I feel like it, it's coming at two different things. So it's hard to be like, is it a good movie? Is it a bad movie? And then... It kind of splits because if it's a good movie, then I don't necessarily like he doesn't beat Pig in that like if they're both good movies. And so then if we're looking at it where Willie's Wonderland is a bad movie, well, I, but I don't think that he's like bad enough. It like yeah. I, I don't like yeah. that doesn't prove that he's bad because he does a good job with it, even if it's a bad movie. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. What's making me think is that in Willy's Wonderland, you're asking the question, is this movie good or bad? 
in pig, you're actually asking the question, isn't it's good enough that you can actually ask the question, isn't it cage good or bad? You can have that entire conversation in pig. Like it's a good performance, but then you're still left wrestling with the question, like, is his quirkiness a good thing that he brings or a bad thing? And like, you can have the whole Abed conversation with pig. Maybe mm-hmm. more so with Lily's Underland. Anyway, what were you going to say? So I think the whole point of this question is you're trying to figure out if Nick Cage is a like good actor or bad one. <laughs> like right. that's, that's <laughs> good or bad. And I think Pig answers that. Like you were saying, and I don't think Willie's Wonderland does. Like yeah. But I think it's because like it's not clear cut if it's a good movie or if it's a bad movie. And I don't think I'm I don't think I'm like words <laughs> no I totally understand what you're saying and I and I agree with you that like yeah you it's hard to judge Nick Cage's performance in Lose Wonderland because it's hidden behind whether or not it's actually a good movie or not and like he I don't know I know well, I what think, you mean <laughs> yeah, provide clarification for is he good or bad yeah which is basically our criteria right and I feel like pig does like you see pig and you think oh that nick cage he's pretty good yeah (laughs) it's definitely like you can have the whole conversation with pig like yeah it allows you to say nicholas cage good or bad hot damn yeah this is a hard (laughs) question now (laughs) and i just feel like i enjoyed willie's wonderland but I also like trash movies, so I don't know <laughs> if that helps. I mean, and also I think it's, we talked about this whenever we talked about Willy's Wonderland. Like, we are children, or we're no longer children, but we went to Chuck E. Cheese when we were kids. So I feel like yep. we have, like, that nostalgia factor. We like Nick Cage. So it, like, already had, like, two checks in our book. <laughs> so it's weird which I feel like is fun a lot of times. If I'm trying to figure out if Nick Cage is good or bad, I don't know that that's a movie I pull out to try and figure that out. Like that's not one of the ones you assign to that class. No, I feel like, well, okay. So, I mean, this is kind of (laughs) a random thought. If you had to pull a movie for good or bad, like in the bad category, what movie would you pull? In the bad category? Mm-hmm. Well, we've already talked about Bangkok, <laughs> which I think, yeah, we think we really Lord hate of that movie. <laughs> we, we've already talked about that we hated. Other movies that I hated Nick Cage in, you know, I watched so, so many that all blew <laughs> together during COVID. Like, I think I already mentioned Mom and Dad on this podcast before. That was a, like... But that was almost so bad it was good. I don't know if I've watched a worse one than Big <laughs> Well, didn't it? Wasn't the Rotten Tomato score zero nine. or not? Nine. I knew it was low. <laughs> he has ones that are zero. Have you seen those? Uh, I think we watched a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Bangkok Dangerous one... was a particularly low yeah. point. In, in all of our lives. There was one he was in, I don't remember the name of it, but he was like a, a cop detective in Alaska. He was searching for a serial killer. 
that one was pretty bad. But not as bad as being cocked dangerous. <laughs> like, it pained me. But that could just be, like, a, a genre thing. Like, that is not an enjoyable genre for me of an afternoon. But I feel like if it would have been good, like, you don't enjoy... I'm trying to think of, like, assassin movies. Okay, have you seen the one with the woman from Nikita that just came out? This is not a genre that I instinctively turn oh, to. If the I protege? No, with I Maggie Q. Oh my god. Samuel L. Jackson? What? Yeah, he plays Maggie Q's like surrogate father slash like well, she is his protege. So that's, that's awesome. the reason that movie. Okay, so I mean I grew up with all brothers, so <laughs> I feel like this is this is a genre that I feel like I'm relatively com like I yeah. like these like you don't like assassin movies? No, I do. It's just that I would don't only choose watch, to watch them. Like now that you've recommended the protege to me, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not the kind of person that is willing to weed through the bad ones to find the good ones. Like if someone some tells me really there's a, bad ones, yeah. Like if there's a good one, I'll watch it. Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. As someone who is comfortable in that genre, that was still a really, really shitty movie. <laughs> and like, and I feel like my, like my peak Rotten Tomatoes is like in the fifties. Like it's unassuming. Like that's like you know I'm not like, looking for perfection. <laughs> we know how much I hate leaving Las Vegas. Like <laughs> I don't need like great movies, and I still think that movie was truly horrendous. I also thought that Lord of War was pretty painful. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I even like Ghost Rider, the first one, the second one, <laughs> Go Burn in Hell. <laughs> the first one, I mean, that was like, what, 30s or something for Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Still a del- I went on a date at that movie, and I still <laughs> think it was good. <laughs> I don't know, but we've gone off track. Yeah. <laughs> Bad movies to assign. Well, I mean, to come back to the issue at hand, Abed's question. Now that we have come on this long journey, how are you feeling about that? Nicolas Cage, good or bad? I feel like good. Yes. I think <laughs> no clarification, <laughs> just, just good. I think that he, I think the hard part is that there are very few people who go through their career and don't just have duds. Yeah. And those can be people that bring out a movie like every year or two. And Nick Cage does a lot more than that. <laughs> I think he's just more likely to have more duds. I mean, there was, I don't know how true it is, but where he took every single movie that crossed his desk <laughs> for a while. And I feel like that would make a lot of sense. I mean, I have, what, six favorite Nick Cage movies? And I can't think of that many other people where I have six favorite different movies of theirs. He's a pretty quirky dude, but that doesn't mean bad. I mean, I don't think I'd want to hang out with him on, like, a personal level. <laughs> Snake's you don't want to Pedro Pe- Pascal? <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. I want to Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal, but <laughs> not Nick Cage. I texted you, but I'll say it on the air. I had a dream that Pedro Pascal, we were buddies for some reason, but like not very buddy buddy. Like 
no, we were acquaintances, but he invited me over to his house for margaritas, and I was I was pumped. It's my little. <laughs> I don't remember. I was walking out of somewhere when I got that text message, and I was so jealous. <laughs> It didn't even happen in real life. So I feel like if it did, I'd like need a moment to recover. It wasn't even like romantic or anything. It was just like, let's go have no. margaritas together. And I was like, yes. I feel like I would want, like, if I could pick a friend, I feel like I would want to be friends with him. He seems delightful. He does seem delightful. Yeah. If we're picking Pig as our last one. that's Is that it? I think that's it. We crowning Pig the winner. Pig is our 2023. (laughs) It has made it through four rounds. The grand champion of the 2023 cage match. Is the champion. (laughs) (laughs) Who could have predicted this? (laughs) I thought Moonstruck was going to win the first round. Yeah. That's right. It was up against Moonstruck. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And I think the hard part is that I think if it would have met in the second round, nope. It's still. <laughs> he's, very, he's very, very clear on that subject. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then I think if it, maybe if it had won and gotten to the third, I feel like even the third round, as much as I love Moonstruck, I feel like I was wow. really taken aback by how much I like pig. That's amazing. I mean, so, it's also probably a recency bias. <laughs> yeah. So if you could have picked any movie to win, which one would you have wanted to win? Hmm. Well, I was also pretty much on the City of Angels train. <laughs> I feel like I need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> Would Which is saying a lot. Scarring. <laughs> I mean, what emotions do I have left at this point? Yeah, how are we doing? How long do you think it will be before you watch a Nicolas Cage movie again? What, two weeks when Renfield comes out? <laughs> Darn, you're right. <laughs> and I'm very excited that. about that. <laughs> I know. I feel like after that. It might be a minute. I feel like I'm a husk of a human being. (laughs) (laughs) That whole like Abed's mental breakdown after watching the entirety of Nick Cage's output. Like I get it. I feel like the hard part was that we were really busy in our real lives. (laughs) And so we just didn't have any time for palate cleansers of any sort. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really rough. I don't think there's anyone that I could watch 16 of their movies in like less than two weeks. Is there anyone who has as many movies as that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if we go with like Dame Helen Mirren. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm sure if people have that many, I feel like it's just you're watching their entire filmography. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it for the next five years. (laughs) This was but a sliver of what he has to offer the world. We can do this all again next year. (laughs) 
Or we learn from our mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) When we did promise first annual, we'll see how this goes with the people. Let us know if you liked it. (laughs) If you enjoy our suffering. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We did it. Pig. We are so excited to look like literally anything else. Literally anything else. I do not care. (laughs) I've been binging the new updated version of Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can we have this conversation finally? Can we have a conversation like normally and truly random where we talk about what we've been watching? I think we can. Nick Cage? (laughs) We haven't watched a Nick Cage movie in at least two weeks at this point. So (laughs) we've binged. Other, we've purged <laughs> that from our mental consciousness. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've since we've been done with Nick Cage, I've watched just a truly the word that comes to mind is despicable amount. Of content. <laughs> um, Hit me. What have you been watching? Well, okay. So the remake of Magnum PI, which I really appreciate because I feel like the original Magnum PI, while good feels a bit sexist and that every single week <laughs> there's like a, a woman like a damsel in distress that only yeah. magnum can help like and it's <laughs> it's never you never i mean i only made it i think like maybe eight to ten episodes and so maybe that changes but i feel like the, the new one is fun have you seen it no no i i didn't know this about you i love that you are, are watching the tv show that's fantastic <laughs> Um, I like case of the week shows and it's kind of nice to experience one where people aren't dying every week. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched quite a bit of um, poker face on Peacock. Oh yeah. 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 That was good. I feel like that's one of those you can't binge because like six episodes in, you're like, dude, you just got to stop making friends. Cause when you do, they die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched the episode of community that um so good had that yeah i think i'm gonna rewatch that again i watched the first two john wick movies last night yes (laughs) number four i'm trying to think normally we come to this with a list i mean i I watched like almost a whole season of castle just like to (laughs) bleach my brain uh that was like right after (laughs) nick cage started <laughs> I've watched a little Kim Possible because my dog likes yes. it. <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy it as well. <laughs> I started watching a documentary last night, Waco American Apocalypse documentary. Oh. I listened to a podcast on it like maybe a year or two ago. So that's interesting. I always love when like things I wasn't really paying attention to. I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> you did retain like 10% of that. <laughs> I started watching that 30 for 30, like ESPN documentary series Excellent. Um, while I painted pottery. Um, I didn't know that Wayne Gretzky played for LA at any point in time. He did. And I didn't know that he was still alive. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about hockey. <laughs> I know that he set, has the quote that Michael Scott, like, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. I know that's from him. 
but I I know things about him now. And then I've been watching some Forged in Fire because Lucy also I loves would. that. <laughs> I love that you watch that so much. <laughs> I feel like I watched it as a joke in the beginning and then it kind of hooked me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what have you been watching? Well, it was Oscar season. Yes. So uh, we like to watch some of the the movies there. Good thing we'd already seen everything everywhere all at once because that <laughs> basically won everything. But we also watched Tar, which I really enjoyed. Oh, great. Yeah, that was really good. We watched I Want You Back, which is a fantastic Charlie Day and Jenny Slate rom-com. <gasps> yes, it's, that's on my list. So, 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 so good. Highly recommend. I immediately thought of you when we watched it. In fact, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't text you about it. It's so good. I love Jenny Slate. I also love Charlie Day. Charlie Day's voice just makes me laugh, no matter what he's saying. <laughs> I know, right? He just has the best voice. <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. We have been watching Dairy Girls. Oh, so how we've do you made like a that? lot of progress with that. It's really funny. I love it. I yes. really resonate with the nun who runs the school. <laughs> she's just the best. Like, all of the girls are batshit crazy, and she's just, like, hates everything. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what else have I been watching? I did watch a little bit of this season of The Bachelor, but I have not kept up. <laughs> I feel like we need to do a, our, like, side project as watching The yes. Bachelor together because I can't watch it. <laughs> I feel like so cringed out that I you have I think, to watch it in groups. So that's the problem. I, I I'm watching watch it, it by myself and stone cold sober. And yeah, so no. <laughs> I think I made like there was two people that walked out of the limo and then I had to call it. Yep. No, you have to be drinking and you have to be in a group of people of at least two. You have to <laughs> talk shit about it to someone. <laughs> I started the Revolutions podcast again because I was feeling yes. nostalgic for it. So I w- I've been doing that. Did you start at the beginning or are you listening to a different season? I decided to start at the beginning because I, yes. as I was looking back, I really think I only hit the French Revolution. Really? So, yeah. I'm like, and, and of course, like bits and pieces from some of the other revolutions, but that was the only one I really like solidly finished. So I'm just going to do the whole thing again. Yes. Oh my god. I've I feel like I've listened to the first three or four seasons repeatedly. And I still you ask me any questions about the French Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna be able to answer you. But I feel like because <laughs> yep. it starts off with the English Revolution. Yep. Where yeah. And then the American Revolution, which I like how both of those are like what twelve episodes or something. Like he kept it really short. <laughs> well, and then the French Revolution <laughs> completely got away from him. He's like in the introduction, he's like, Yeah, each revolution will be twelve to thirteen episodes. So it'll be twelve episodes on and then four weeks off, and then I'll start the next one. Meanwhile, like the last one is the Russian Revolution, and I think it has like fifty episodes and twelve appendixes. <laughs> Oh, no, it's way more than that. It's, it's over 100 episodes before – it's over two – it took him three years. Like, I had just moved to Indy when he started the Russian Revolution, and That's he amazing. just finished it, and I've lived here for almost four years. 
<laughs> I just you didn't want to say goodbye to the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand that, and I feel like I love Russian history because it is batshit crazy. Yes. So if you could milk a revolution for three <laughs> years, it, could, yeah. it would be the Russian. That one. was the one, totally. So that's, I haven't actually been consuming a lot of televised media, Katie, because instead I've been playing Disney Dreamlight Valley on my yes. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh my god, you don't do the two at the same time where you watch something and play video games? Oh my gosh, no, I, my attention span is like not that great. <laughs> that's where my ADHD thrives. <laughs> you don't have to 100% focus on anything. Oh, <laughs> Emily, I think you should try it sometime Maybe and see how it goes. <laughs> if you like are rewatching like Archer or like something that it's like yeah. you need 10 to 15% of your brain waves <laughs> to like, <laughs> comprehend and like understand like what's going on and it's something that you've seen. Yeah. It is an excellent experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to try it. But also, I have been playing a ton too. I haven't played since we, since before we played Don't Starve on Saturday. So it's probably been almost a week since I've played Disney Dreamlight Valley. (laughs) That is probably the longest I've gone in about three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we we know Renfield, which we're both excited about. But is there anything that's like come out or is coming out that you're very excited about? secretly i don't know if this is gonna like cause shame to be heaped upon my head but i am actually really excited for the new mission impossible coming out (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know there was a new one coming out oh yeah it's like the 14th one but (laughs) no it's like the ninth one but there have been that many i would have guessed six maybe it's seven yeah i think it's seven now that i think about it my brothers and my dad would go to those, and my mom and I would go to literally anything. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I have a soft spot in my heart for Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh my, really? I know, he's co- totally crazy. I he love this real. I just love Ethan Hawke. I really do. So I'm this, looking forward to My new favorite. Not Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hunt. I also like <laughs> Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I heard Ethan Hawk, or Hawk and I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of Ethan Hawk, did you know that he and his daughter Maya are working together on a movie that's going to be about Flannery O'Connor's life and Maya is going to start as her? I did not. So that ought to be pretty good. I don't know when that's coming out. What else is coming out? Okay, so I told you yesterday, Ballerina. Which yes. is a spinoff <laughs> of John Wick with Ana de Armas is coming out. I think either the end of this year or the beginning of next year. There's a spinoff TV series called The Continental that's coming out. I think the end of this year. John Wick Four is out now. Yes. I think today's the first day. It's a, just a John Wick, I John Wicky experience. <laughs> Wiki wiki. Um, <laughs> wiki in. <laughs> so Mel Gibson is yes. starring in the prequel series, which you which I didn't know until you told me. And I loved what you said about it, which was my first immediate thought as well, which is I cannot wait to see what the hell Mel Gibson is gonna be doing in this series. <laughs> I, I feel like his career as of late has gotten really weird. His Fat Man movie where he plays a disgruntled <laughs> Santa Claus is actually delightful, though. <laughs> My we mom is here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on our list. We'll probably hit it. 
not this year, but probably next year, <laughs> just realistically. My mom is really big on like as soon as it's close to Thanksgiving, we should be watching Christmas movies. And everyone else in our family is not like that at all. And so we make her watch movies that are technically Christmas, <laughs> like Fat Man. And she's like, that's not the whole point of a Christmas movie. <laughs> is there anything else you're excited about? I feel like yes, like I used to have a running list. The Barbie movie is coming out soon. Greg Gerwig, oh. very pumped about that. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> My fears, obviously, given Shia LaBeouf in the last one. But uh, the new one has Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <gasps> yes. Oh I love her. She's great. So uh, There's something else that she's going to be in. Is it, did she already do, the, she already did the James Bond. I don't, yes. There was something she else. right the the new James Bond, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer's coming out. I'm excited for that. Oh. Haunting in Venice, the next Branagh, Agatha Christie oh. is coming out. And I love Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Dune Part 2 is coming out. I still haven't seen the first one. Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, in books, Happy Place is coming out. Yes, I'm nervous, but there's <laughs> a ton of books that are coming out. I have the um, Book of the Month Club subscription, and I'm really hoping that Emily, I almost said Emily Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just manifesting it. I'm really hoping that Emily Henry's new book is in it. So I just like, don't have to get it again. (laughs) I feel like I can only have so many books. (laughs) Moving them is a pain, but it's fine. Do you have any? No, I don't have anything else. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. So um, one cocaine bear is already out, but I really want to see it. (laughs) The new Dungeons and Dragons movie. I oh, think yeah. that it looks hilarious. It also has a really good cast. So it has that kid from Pokemon in it. I know, right? Also, he's been every time I see that kid from Pokemon, I'm like, kid from Pokemon! <laughs> <laughs> History of the World Part Two. Yes. On Hulu. Yes, it looks so good. Out. It does look good. Um, it's that. it's out, I think. You it can is. Yeah, that's part of my weekend Great cast. Love Nick Roll. Love him. <laughs> um, I also I love it that I wrote it twice, but I forgot the part two. For, so it looks like I'm excited for History of the World and History of the World Part Two. Um, the original is um, also great. Yeah, um, I saw it in high school for the first time, and I appreciated it as much. And then I like watched it five years later, and I was like, yes. I also really want to start one. Okay, so then there's uh, well John Wick Four. I'm very excited about, and then yes. everything else. But for TV shows that are coming out, or uh, like kind of out, but I just haven't started them yet. Animal Control with the... Oh, yes, yeah. Jeff. Yes, it's something Hale. Joel Hale? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, I think that looks good. <laughs> I think that looks good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Will Trent is, I think it's on like ABC. Um, he's a detective. I like crime shows. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I need. And then not dead yet is Gina Rodriguez. That okay. looks pretty cute. Yeah. There is another thing that I really wanted to bring up, but I don't remember. 
what it is now. So I'm sure I'll remember it at some point, but this is not that point. (laughs) It'll probably be as soon as we stop recording. I'm like, oh, crap. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of other stuff that I want to see at some point, but I just haven't started yet because obviously I have to restart. They rewatch all of the things that I like instead. (laughs) I am pumped for the new season of Succession, which is coming out really soon. I still have to watch. I think I've watched one episode of like maybe the second season. It's what whatever season it was. I watched it on my 30th birthday uh, because <laughs> my dad was watching it. And it's the only episode I've seen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff that we could be watching instead of Nick Cage movies now. Yes. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We did it. We have a winner. I yep. wasn't sure if that was actually going to happen for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're just stuck in like a perpetual Groundhog Day hell loop where we are <laughs> watching the cage movies. <laughs> I like how you go Lucifer and I go Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like another movie that we could have watched this year for Groundhog Day and that we didn't so next year. <laughs> you know, we kind of missed some of those holidays, but we're back now. So we can probably <laughs> we do it. Pay attention to the world again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else fun and slash or exciting? No, let's let's forge ahead on to the next thing. I can't wait to see what it is. Same. (laughs) So we don't know what we're doing next week yet. (laughs) We have a whole like six days to figure it out. So (laughs) you'll know when we do. (laughs) We couldn't possibly imagine anything that came after this. (laughs) No, we can't. um, I sent Emily a list of the top 50 action movies of all time. So maybe we just go a list of things that are not the same actor. I feel like we could possibly do that. I think it was top 100 movies of all time. It was kind of nice because it was like different genres. (laughs) (laughs) But there are, I think, about like 12 movies that were on there that I was like, I never want to see that either again or for the first time. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know if I want to bring this up to Emily because that feels like a lot of painful weeks (laughs) i think that we should be delight driven for a while now yeah i feel like that's my whole life is that i'm like yeah no it should be fun and then it's like but what if we have this grueling goal (laughs) you both emotionally spiritually and physically (laughs) and then it's like let's just go with that i feel like delight driven i mean we can't really do anything too serious until after Renfield at least. Right. Absolutely. We will probably have to check in on Mr. Cage after Renfield comes out. Do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind face-off Con Air. I just meant Renfield. I didn't mean I'm going to make you watch Morning Cage. I thought that's what you meant, is no. that after Redfield, where we talk about that, we're going to have to talk about Nick Cage again. <laughs> I was like, if we're doing March Madness for him, it feels excessive. 
to all four I'm like, during the this year. podcast is now only about Nick Cage. <laughs> if it's Nick not, Cage I or quit. death. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's fine. It was good while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I talked I was talking about this with Emily before we started recording. But to be quite honest, I feel like Nick Cage crushed my love of this podcast <laughs> a little. It was I feel like normally though, it's like pretty fun movies that we're talking about and there's not as much crushing disappointment when things <laughs> that you were excited about lose. So I don't know. We'll get it back. The joy. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to bring in Marie Kondo to see what sparks joy again. <laughs> so you tell us, listeners, if this was worth it. How did you like the cage match? <laughs> Knowing that Emily and I lost seven years of our lives. <laughs> Emily is still live way past her nineties, but I'm probably in my fifties now at the latest. <laughs> it's like the um torture in i wanted to say brides had revisited but it's it's not it's i feel like you pulled that out a couple times <laughs> brides had revisited must be on the mind for you <laughs> i feel like it, it brides had revisited is my yes i am intellectual book that i like <laughs> that i like actually like when people ask like i can pretend i liked anna karenina but i would never read it for a second time <laughs> Oh my god, it's a, you'll know what movie I'm talking about when, it does have Bride in the, what the hell is this Bride movie? of Frankenstein. <laughs> Bride Wars. <laughs> it's the movie, like, um, the woman's name is Buttercup. Princess Bride. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the torture scene in Princess Bride where he, he like, He's like, that was a year. Like, <laughs> that was strange from him. I feel like we lost seven. <sighs> Maybe we watch The Protege next, just so I, I know it. that you'll watch it. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's one of those movies that, like, let's see what it got Rotten Tomatoes. It got a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's that like middle of the road. Like, medium good. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm asking for in life is medium good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we will see you next week. We will be talking about not Nick Cage. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll be a delight. Yep. Until then. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Truly Random Thoughts. If you enjoyed the show, we would be so grateful if you took a moment to review the podcast to help us spread the word. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Substack feed to get notified about new episodes and other fun Truly Random extras. We'll be back soon with another unexpected conversation. Who knows what we'll say next? Thank you.